0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host Swim Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors wrapped up Summer League with a 108 to 102 loss uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers. They went 2 and 3 in the tournament. They dropped games to the Sixers, to um the Spurs and to the Warriors. Uh, and then they beat a really really bad Knicks team that also just happens to be straight up the whole Knicks roster uh minus the 28 power forwards they signed this year um and uh a Pacers team that gave a pretty good fight but the Raptors uh played with a lot of poise but in terms of the game tonight i mean it wasn't that serious i mean none of the games are that serious but it was like a consolation game Raptors didn't really make the playoffs with their 2 and 2 record in summer league thankfully actually cuz you know i don't know if anyone wants to watch that much summer league action but um you know, it it was just a game where I thought the Raptors even played that badly, to be honest. By their summer league standards, they played pretty well. Like, they shot 49% from the field, which is a very high mark for what they've done so far throughout. They've been sort of in the 30s in terms of shooting percentage-wise. Um, and they also got to the free throw line 34 times. And, you know, they had a very good chance to win this game. I thought the Sixers mostly got through this game because the guys on their team just kept shooting like crazy. I mean, they... They shot 14 of 31 from three, which is a pretty normal percentage or NBA standards. But I think at this level, there's just not a lot of great shooters. Um, and, and, yeah, it's it's truly amazing that the Sixers had a whole summer league roster full of guys who shoot better than Ben Simmons. But, um, you know, the Sixers had a hot basically first half. The Raptors sort of tried to close the gap late. Um, they got... A couple of good looks to close the gap. Terrence Davis had a couple of looks that could have made it a one-possession game under a minute left. But the looks rimmed out, and, you know, the game was over. But, again, like I said, the results don't really matter that much. It's really just about, you know, who performed well. And, um, you know, just speaking about tonight's game, so no Jordan Lloyd, no Malcolm Miller. Those two guys started the first four games um they sat out tonight i guess for wear and tear i I don't i'm not exactly sure but okay so those guys you know sat out those guys are mostly known commodities anyway like no matter what they're really showing at this level like we kind of we have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do um at energy league setting and even in an nba setting so there's not too much to say about those guys i honestly it wouldn't surprise me if those guys ended up as quad a kind of type players because you know, they do things well, but I'm not exactly sure if they do things so well that they warrant becoming a role player at the NBA level. But, um, you know, it's really just an opportunity. I mean, they are really, really right on the cusp. So I'm sure some teams should and will take a look at them if it's not the Raptors. Um In terms of the other guys on the roster, so Terrence Davis got the start. This is his second performance as a Raptor. He got off to a really, really bad start uh, tonight against the Sixers. And it wasn't even necessarily bad in terms of just he was making the wrong decisions. He was just, like, missing a lot of shots. And he was taking good shots. He was getting himself in a good position to get open four shots and... You know, there's a lot of things that, um, you know. again, if the the, the shots actually go in, the, it just looks a lot different. I, I thought he played a good game. It's just the results weren't there. And it really wasn't until the second half where he really started to get it going. Um, you know, I think what really, really sparked him um, was just him making backdoor cuts. Like, <laughs> I think he made, like, at least two, maybe three backdoor cuts um, where he was trying to flash up top and then cut backdoor and, uh, you know. I don't think in the NBA you can necessarily get three backdoor cuts a um, game from one guy. But, you know, the it was nice to see him sort of mix up his skill set, um, you know, try to affect the game in other ways. And, again, this is what I like about Davis is that, like, he does a bit of everything, right? And, like, today, for example, he was pretty good defensively. Like, he, you know, I got a steal and got a block. Um had eight rebounds, had seven assists, and he, honestly, you he finish the night with a decent shooting percentage. Like eight of seventeen is not bad, and uh, he got seventeen points out of it. So you know it's 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 not necessarily a bad performance, but um, I, again, I, I just like the fact that he contributes on on all ends of the floor. You know, all portions of the floor. Like he plays both ends, he defends well. Six foot four um, is is pretty good size for the point guard position. He's not necessarily too thin, so we, I could even see him playing a bit of sh- two guard and guarding those guys. You know, at an NBA level, I could I could see it. He's he's athletic. He, he's physical. He competes well. Um, I like that he stays engaged with the rebounding. Um, it, it it definitely seems to be uh, like just something he likes doing. I always like point guards that rebound well. I mean, Kyle Lowry obviously is a prime example of that. But like, I just like guards that you know, are willing to, um, you know, crash the glass and, and, and do things where, again, it's it's really just about your compete level, like, do you want to be engaged, how engaged with a basketball player are you, and I think Davis is very engaged, um, his playmaking is pretty good, a couple of those assists came from, when the Sixers decided to throw like a full court press, It's so a couple of those were just very easy lobs, but he also connected with some pretty good uh, pick and roll combos with, you know, Boucher and DeWan Hernandez as well, so... I like his game. I like his game. I think the Raptors got a good player there. I think um, it was a smart signing, uh, a two-year deal. So it's been announced now that it's a two-year deal. First year is for the minimum, and second year is non-guaranteed. There's a guaranteed date, I think, sometime next July. But, again, it's pretty much the same deal that Fred signed. And, and again, this is something that has been pointed out a couple of times. But even Davis himself, he talked about how, you know, he – saw on the, on Twitter, literally just on Twitter, he saw a video that was floating around around the time of the NBA Finals um, had wrapped up that, you know, showed Fred VanVleet's draft day party where this was before he grew the beard, so he was very baby-faced and whatever and, and Fred giving a speech to his you know, at the bar in Rockford where they had held a watch party and he told people that he was going to bet on himself. And, and then he, so he goes from that to, you know, literally getting a finals MVP vote from Hubie Brown. And, it, it, you know, as funny as that was, like it, it wasn't unjustified. Fred played amazing, um, basically in the last two rounds of the playoffs. And, uh, you know he's an inspirational story, and I think you know I think Davis obviously sees the parallels to himself there, and they're pretty different players, even though they play the same position. They're you know Davis six four point guard, you know Fred is undersized. Fred is more of a floor general, a better shooter. Davis can attack the rim a little bit more, sort of contribute elsewhere. But again, that mentality um, is it's got to be the same. It really has to be the same, and I think you know the contracts being similar, um, I, I think basically the Raptors at least have a proof of concept with Fred. Um, you know you come in you, you probably play most of the first year in the G League later in the year when you know again teams end up tanking or whatever the competition level drops you bring in a fresh body you get David some run maybe as a backup point guard sometimes when you know if if Kyle needs a night off or Fred has some sort of you know r- random injury or whatever and you know there's a path and that's basically how Fred came in you know and it's not necessarily pretty um, it takes a lot of hard work but he's in the door and that's also something Davis talked about when he talked to reporters, uh, I believe, before um, yesterday's game against uh, whoever they were playing yesterday. I don't know. It, it's just not important. But, um, you know, it was it was also something Davis said where he, he said, you know, if I didn't get through the front door, I was going to go through the back door. There's some side doors. You know what I mean? So um, I, I like Davis. I like Davis. And I'm going to overhype the guy, but I, I see a lot of uh, – NBA skills in in an nba size size body. So there's something there. Um, Chris Boucher, I thought, was clearly the best player throughout the tournament. He was the best player for the Raptors tonight, 24 points on just eight shots. Uh, He hit 6 of 8 from the field. He hit 2 of 4 from deep, so that means he hit all of his two-point shots. Got to the free throw line 12 times. See, the thing is with Boucher is – part of me is I'm like thinking like, okay, so at this level, he's a bit of a looter in the right in the sense that if you hustle and you're that big and you're that physical, you're gonna get opportunities, and I think that's what the free throws sort of represent, but also like sometimes I just gotta remember that like you know, hustle is is not necessarily just something that most players have, like it's an actual talent, and Chris Boucher plays really hard, he plays, he plays extremely hard, he gets himself in the right positions he doesn't always necessarily make the right reads, but you know, especially at this level, he's effective enough, and I don't think he proved anything necessarily here that you know he couldn't have done last year, for example, in the G League, where he was named you know G League MVP and also Defensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah, of course, like this is he. It makes sense that Boucher would succeed at this level, but um, I appreciated the fact that Boucher throughout the tournament sort of made an effort to sort of expand and show the other portions of his game. He definitely had a concerted effort of just bringing the ball up and dribbling more often. I thought he played a lot more power forward, which. I think he's probably a center in the NBA level but if he can play some power forward it's 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 a plus. I think his, his his uh his skinny frame is less of an issue at power forward especially nowadays when most power forwards are basically former threes. And so um you know I, I think that that development is is nice um the fact that uh he sort of started to mix up his his game offensively, you know, not just, you know, crashing the glass and finishing and and, and shooting those uh, ridiculous threes but you know, also uh, spotting up uh, off the ball, sort of curls and things like that. Like, again, I just, I like that mentality from Boucher. And I think Boucher, I mean, last year basically already kind of cracked the roster because I thought he was already bet- a better third big than Greg Monroe. And I think he um, got a couple of, uh, got into a couple of games where, you know, I think Nick Nurse shared that same thought because Boucher got more minutes. But, you know, I, I think To be honest, Boucher's not a chance to go into training camp and try to fight for a roster spot. And, um, you know, he's probably still going to be on the two-way deal, but I could see him getting into more game action. I think he's honestly right on the cusp. I mean, look, he's 26 years old, and he's done everything else that you want him to do at the G League level, at the Summer League level, at whatever other level. And so there are clear positives that Boucher brings to a basketball team and an NBA team. Like, Um, yes he's mad skinny and stuff but um and it looks like it's not physically possible for him to stick around but he is a plus shot blocker he's great length he can guard multiple positions um you know he can knock down a shot from time to time which is pretty important uh he has decent touch like he can convert free throws i mean you know he scraps like hell he plays hard he's not gonna be like a 10-year vet or anything like that but like i think he deserves a shot somewhere like i've seen a lot of nba bigs with less potential than chris boucher like yo, know, i think felicio cristiano felicio the man who looks like shrek has like a four-year deal making like eight million a year like i know that's the bulls and that's Gar packs or whatever but like he's telling me chris boucher couldn't be on the roster when like omerichic's in the nba you know and you know, felicio's in the nba i mean like you know, I'm basically i'm telling you boucher should be on the bulls is what i'm saying but um you know he deserves a chance and i hope someone gives it to him and i hope it's the rappers actually as for dewan hernandez um you know I, I think the tricky part about hernandez is like i don't really know if his sort of lack of polish is a reflection of his skill set or a reflection of him not playing basketball for a long time because he was ruled ineligible inel- last season um you know i can't pretend i'm not gonna front like i watched a bunch of miami games in in college but i did go back and look, look at some of his highlights like it's clear he can do some things um at a competitive level and you know he's got a good size he's got a good frame um he's he shows flashes for sure where you know especially with this the drives from the perimeter where he can take sort of like one or two dribbles and basically get all the way to the cup like it's impressive stuff um you don't you don't i guess you just don't see a lot of big men that sort of make those types of moves but also you never really know you never really know uh it, keep in mind that this is a summer league level so you know i'm not sure if all those moves necessarily translate to the nba but i mean again this is the 59th pick if you get anything out of it it's a positive even if you get a guy who gives you like 30 games as a third string backup like that's Uh, that's a win. You know what I mean? You got to really adjust your expectations. And I I think Hernandez coming with the right mindset, you know, um, I don't think he's shy, which is good. I think he probably needs to work on his footwork a little bit. It's just, he just looks overall like a guy who's rusty. Like he can do things clearly, but he also makes a lot of mistakes. And so the goal is to sort of pare down the mistakes and really accentuate what he does. Well, I don't think the outside shot necessarily is there for him just yet, but um, you know, that's something that he can develop down the line. And even something like the finishing, like, you know, his finishing was, I mean, I don't know. I I think he could probably stand to play with a little bit more intensity sort of throughout. I don't think he's um, as physical as, I guess, sort of what he could be. And if he were more physical, I think, uh, and more aggressive, I think he would be a little bit more successful, but... Again, this is the 59th pick. Um, I think he's good size. He's shown a couple of flashes, and that's enough to for him to go into the development system and see what the, the Raptors, you know, see what Jao Mahalela and other assistant coaches down there, see what they can do. Like, this is a player that has some talent, and, um, you know, there are obviously no perfect players in the G League, so he's going to be just another guy with a couple things to work on. If everything breaks right, he can make it, but... um yeah i mean he's he's all right he's all right i don't i don't mind the pick at all uh and i do really do believe that with a guy like this kind of skill set and this sort of size and this type of mobility he probably would have been taking a little bit higher if uh if it wasn't for the, the year off so there's something there the rest of the roster not really sure about um we didn't really get a chance to see. Too much out of most of the guys. To be honest, they weren't really featured that much. The only other guys that consistently got minutes was like Lindell Wigginson, which tonight he had a great game. Um, Twenty six points on eight of twelve shooting, nine of eleven from the f- free throw line. Like I thought. Uh, I mean, well I don't want to knock a guy at all because I think he works hard and I think he, he has good intentions and so like that. Um, but like, uh, if you really look at the highlights, I mean, like he got a couple of very generous foul calls and. Um, has some somewhat lucky finishes, but also I don't want to knock the guy like he also had some crazy crossovers that you know literally brought guys to their knees and um you know showed a lot of fearlessness in going to the basket. I think overall, Wigginton plays this type of fearlessness that um, is going to suit him well because he is undersized and even though he has pretty good hops, he's not necessarily going to be a guy that you know has um he's not like a he's not even like a Dennis Smith Jr. type and obviously that's a pretty high bar because. Like Dennis Jr. was a lottery pick and Winginton was undrafted, but you know what I mean. Like that type of player, where if you're going to be undersized, you probably have to be a really good shooter or like next, next, next level athletic. And I don't think he's next level athletic. I think he's just very athletic, but he's not like dunk on you consistently type of athletic. And the shooting is clearly something that he needs to work on a little bit. He definitely turned down a lot of shots where you would expect a guard to just confidently rise up with you know the chances that he was given, but. I mean, you know, um, I, Wiginton's solid. He's, he's solid. I'm not really sure if he's going to be an NBA player, but I uh, there are going to be opportunities for him elsewhere. He clearly is skilled, and he, he plays really hard. He plays with a passion, so that's good. And, you know, we'll see about the rest of the guys. But, uh, yeah, that's that's Summer League. That's Summer leagues uh, In terms of your three stars tonight, um, Boucher gets the first star, 24 points, seven rebounds, four assists, six of eight shooting from the field, two threes, 10 of 12 from the free throw line in 29 minutes. I would give um, Davis the second star, seventeen. Well, that's not true. I I would give Wiggins the second star. Twenty six points, two rebounds, three assists, three steals, eight of twelve from the field, one of three from three, nine of eleven from the free throw line. Um, definitely supplied a lot of offense, especially in half court when it was really difficult. And then, yeah, I mean, in terms of your third star, that's got to go to Terrence Davis. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, block 8 of 17 from the field. Hit his 3, but mostly was off of the jumper. I thought he responded. Second half was much better the first half. But, you know, um, that's Summer League for you. That's Summer League. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to P.J. Dozier, who I believe was with um, the Hornets, I think. I his name sounds familiar but um but yeah he ended up on the Sixers training uh or summer league roster and he's pretty good pretty good player um 8 of 14 from the field 4 of 7 from 3 7 rebounds 7 assists a steal 22 points in 24 minutes looked like the best player on the floor tonight uh, very very decisive with his uh just everything he did um I thought he was sort of I don't know. I mean, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, and if the Sixers want to bring him in, that, that probably makes a lot of sense. They probably could use a couple more wings, especially guys who can play shooting guard and stuff like that. So good luck to PJ. But um, but yeah, that does it for basically the reaction pod and 10 things. Uh, it's been basically 10 straight months of Raptors basketball, starting from uh, training camp in Vancouver, uh, all the way out to, um, you know, the the whole entire regular season and 24 games in the playoffs and um, you know going to the finals and then uh, coming back having the parade sort of you know the whole fridge is the bonanza Kawhi dipping and then you know back to summer league where it's sort of I don't know it's sort of a, it's, it's sort of nice to sort of live the NBA cycle in the way it has been I mean I've covered the NBA covered couple of the Raptors for a couple of years now sort of a, more of an unofficial sort of a passion type of project and then um, obviously, um, you know, Raps public gave me an opportunity and then later Yahoo gave me an opportunity and I'm very grateful for that. But like, I've just like never really fully lived the whole season like that. I mean, the Raptors have also never been to the finals, so it wasn't necessarily possible to live the whole life, but it's sort of like, you know, you, it's like a whole lifespan, you know, you, you, you start with summer league and it's like, you just have random guys that come in and they're trying to just make the roster. They're trying to make the G league team. And it's like, just. It's like birth. It really is. It's like birth for a lot of these guys. And then, you know, throughout the preseason, you sort of see who has it, who doesn't really have it, who might be breaking out, who might not be. And um, you take that experience, you sort of carry it over to regular season where it's honestly just like a single, sink or swim kind of thing. It's it's really just like most of life is it's like the regular season, honestly. You're going to have some days where everything goes right some days everything goes wrong and you mostly try to control like the 80 percent in between that um you know are sort of up for grabs and then in the important moments you get to the finals and you know you get to the playoffs and and you literally fight like hell and it takes everything out of you It, it it makes you draw upon every single experience you've ever had and and then finally you know you're back at summer league and, and you're 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 starting anew again so it's been honestly it's been an incredible journey 10 months non-stop basketball um you know there will be 2 months off in between i mean we'll have coverage of the FIBA World Cup and we'll have coverage honestly of everything even i mean OVO balance i'm not really sure about Crown League this year but if it's happening we'll be there and we'll try to bring as much coverage of everything um as it happens here in terms of basketball in Toronto and in Canada but um you know, y'all deserve a break. I deserve a break. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for for listening and reading and watching and you know, like it's been a great great journey. And uh, I, again, I'm very thankful that Yahoo was giving me this platform to sort of do this. And obviously, before that, wraps the public as well. But you know, it's been a great journey. It's been a very exhausting time. And uh, now we got two months to sort of enjoy our summers. So I hope you guys do that. I definitely will be. Um, as a programming note, we will have I, I, like I mentioned, there will be there will be programming throughout the summer. It not, we might not necessarily Raptor stuff, but you know, there will be a weekly podcast as there always is. And, um, there will be coverage of the tournaments, stuff like that. So look out for that stuff. Uh, we're going to be working on video projects as well. Um, you know, the Kawhi watch with me and Alex and also the, the people that put it together. Um, I think we got pretty good reception for that, so we might try to continue that as sort of a show throughout the summer, where it's obviously not geared towards Kawhi, but it's sort of just geared towards Raptors. So sort of a short, sort of a produced type of video podcast um, involving me and Alex. So look out for that. Obviously, I'll announce it on my Twitter, but uh, when it happens. But again, thanks everyone for listening, following. Uh, I really do appreciate it. It's been an incredible, incredible ten months as a Raptors fan, and. uh Really can't wait to get back at it, uh, you know, in training camp, which is gonna be in Quebec City. That's that's really dope. Uh, Quebec City is a very, very pretty city. So, um, I haven't been to Quebec City since grade eight uh, graduation, um, where you know I won won like 200 bucks on a, uh, (laughs) on like a ferry, (laughs) like a, I don't know, a ferry tour or whatever it was. I don't know. I didn't really do much with that. I just wanted to play poker, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you know coming back to Raptors basketball. For but in the meantime, thanks again, and uh, we'll be back very soon.
2: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.